A reading from the second book of Samuel. In those days, all the tribes of Israel came to David in Hebron and said, Here we are, your bone and your flesh. In days past, when Saul was our king, it was you who led the Israelites out and brought them back. And the Lord said to you, You shall shepherd my people Israel, and shall be commander of Israel. When all the elders of Israel came to David in Hebron, King David made an agreement with them there before the Lord, and they anointed him king of Israel. Verbum Domini.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. Brothers and sisters, let us give thanks to the Father who has made you fit to share in the inheritance of the Holy Ones in light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sin of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him were created all things in heaven and on earth, the visible and the invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he himself might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile all things for him, making peace by the blood of his cross. Through him, whether those on earth or those in heaven. Verbum Domini. The rulers sneered at Jesus and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he is the chosen one, the Christ of God. 
Even the soldiers jeered at him. As they approached to offer him wine, they called out, if, are you, if you are king of the Jews, save yourself. Above him, there was an inscription that read, this is the king of the Jews. Now, one of the criminals hanging there reviled Jesus, saying, are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. The other, however, rebuking him, said in reply, Have you no fear of God? For you are subject to the same condemnation. And indeed, we have been condemned justly. For the sentence we receive corresponds to our crimes. But this man has done nothing criminal. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied to him, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Ergum Domini. The solemnity of Christ the King, we would imagine, would have uh, deep and long roots in the liturgical tradition, but it was actually established in 1925 by Pope Pius XI, and this was the Pope that, for those who were here last week, um, during the EWTN production, we had a Pope running around, <laughs> so there was, he was involved, uh, so to speak, in the controversy, so to speak, controversy concerning Padre Pio, and um, he was well. He said he uh, he was well disposed towards Padre Pio, but mis, uh, not well informed, um, and eventually gives him some traction back. But that's besides the point. So the point about the feast itself is new and. Part of the issue, of course, is the secularization of culture. In the Middle Ages, there are what's called the investiture controversy and also other, uh, we would see it very politically now, but, but pulls for power, whether the Holy Father, whether the successor of St. Peter, whether the one who is given authority by Christ himself, has power over the kings of the earth. Now, Jesus himself, we know very well from scripture that he has this power. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now, the evil one, of course, will tempt, as we see in, in the temptation of the desert, will tempt our Lord to bow down to him and serve him and then he will have all the kingdoms of the earth. So we know well that in this world, the authority, uh, authority is often given to those who are not, have not submitted themselves to the reign of Christ, to the will of God. 
And yet, in the scriptures, even St. Paul, and we're dealing with the Romans who uh, the Christians have already been thrown into the circus, that we are to respect and pray for the emperor. Yes, that we would have a peaceful life on this earth, but that authority, which seems so unbalanced to us, <laughs> that, that authority, uh, that even it, within the reign of Christ, who has all authority in heaven and earth, in the, in the, in the living out of this world, that the struggle continues, that Christ himself, being obedient to his Father in love, would submit himself even to the power of Pilate, and in that, submit to death on a cross. And in this, yes, Pilate himself is used to their, to their own uh, foolishness, to their own ruin, we fight against God, and yet God will uh, complete, accomplish, fulfill, uh, transform uh, in spite of us. And not, not in spite of us, but for our good. So in submitting to the cross, and we see this especially in the Gospel according to John, that when he is in Luke, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. But in the gospel according to John, his crucifixion, his being raised up, which is also a regal um, biblical illusion. So when King Solomon is brought to uh, is. Uh, when Solomon, the son of David, is brought into his kingship, he rides on a donkey, uh, and then he is anointed, so that we even call Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, uh, is kingly. But then the lifting up, to be lifted up, is also an expression of being placed in his kingly regal uh, power. So Jesus, especially, finally, get to, to the point, in the Gospel of John, his exaltation, his being placed as king, is his crucifixion. And we don't think we have the plaque above many of our crucifixes, if not, not there's some that don't, but the I and our I, that we submit ourselves to this king who reigns not in in regal splendor, you know, they, they clothe him with purple uh, in, again, the same, and they crown him with thorns. And yet, through all that, in the midst of the greatest of suffering, often in the midst of our, our own sufferings, this is when his kingship, his power over us, and in that, even as care for us, we remember David who feeds after bringing the ark of God into Jerusalem, sends the people away with oil and with bread. That especially for us, that's fulfilled in the most holy Eucharist and indeed in, in all the sacraments, but above all in the holy Eucharist.
So kingship is a concept that we rarely refer to, maybe in the, the social media about royalty, but in our Lord's rule is not the same. It's not even like that of any president, that Christ is, in our terms, he has executive, legislative, and judicial power. There's no separation of powers. Even if he shares, which he does, he shares that authority with others, as he says uh, to the apostles, that truly I say to you in the new world, when the Son of Man shall sit on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And in the, in the Revelations 1, um, that this kingly power is also in, through it, we are made, we who are brought into him, into his body, are made a kingly uh, people in Christ, not individually, but as a body. St. Francis himself has this experience as he is in the midst of his conversion, trying to find worldly glory, and he, he goes down to join uh, the, the papal armies, and he has that dream of the great castle with, with the arms, and our Lord asks him, is it better to serve the master or the servant? And he says, of course, the master, Lord. And Jesus says, then why do you go to, to uh, serve, uh, to help the servant? and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't write it down, but that those, the kings of the earth, the, the rulers of this earth, those who are in government authority, um, that we are to, that they are at the service. Now, all of us um, are, when we're baptized, given this munera, this, this authority, this power, this grace to exercise also a kingly power. That is expressed, of course, in our living out of the will of God, that his kingdom would come. So it's not on our own that we have power of ourselves, just as we don't have grace of ourselves to live out um, his, his own authority over us. I've gotten way off my homing, so we, uh, let's, uh, so all those who are baptized, according to John 3, 5, born of water and the spirit, are destined for the kingdom of heaven, but we have to receive it like a child, that our inheritance, that if we are to inherit the kingdom, kingdom of God, St. Paul especially is adamant about the need for peace and for holiness. And of course, uh, that's our, our greatest expression of our submitting ourselves to God, to stay in the state of grace, to stay in his realm. And our Lord, who does not exercise his authority like um, 
the rulers of this world, that the rulers of this world lord it over their subjects. And he says, this shall not be so among you. So he doesn't exercise by pressure, even as sometimes grace is irresistible. Um, but um, finally, just to, to place ourselves before that, that lifting up of our Lord, that often we want to see his kingship exercised in the splendor of the world, but his rule in our life is often expressed uh, in his passion. And so to submit ourselves uh, to that uh, cross of, of the Lord.